0: My name's Claire, and welcome to the Loud and Clear Accounting podcast. This is the Accountancy podcast where I answer accountancy-based questions. Now, in this second series, we're talking about getting paid. And in today's episode, I'm going to be going through company benefits. So I'm going to be focusing on those of you who trade through limited companies. Now, before I get started, I need to do my usual couple of very quick disclosures. So the first is I'm a UK based accountant, so I'm going to be giving advice to UK based businesses. And the next is that because I'm currently sat in my office chatting away to myself, I'm going to have to generalize my advice a little bit. And in order to keep the podcast episodes short, there are times where I have to simplify things as well. So just be aware of those things if you plan on taking any action based upon what you've heard in today's episode or obviously any sort of previous or future ones. So that's all the disclosures out of the way. Let's start answering the questions around company benefits. So let's just start right at the beginning. These are typically things that you want your company to pay for on your behalf that aren't strictly business related. Now, in most instances, this is either a company car or it's going to be sort of private medical insurance. It can be other things. So it can be gym membership, you know, all of these things that you may have had paid for on your behalf by employers previously. So what it means is that your limited company can still pay for them for you. It can still buy a car for you to use. It can still pay for your medical health or, you know, dental insurance. As I said, it can even pay for that gym membership. And when it does so, these things will go through these accounts as an expense. So it can still go through the profit and loss. So from the business point of view, the company is still paying for them. The company is still getting some tax relief for them, but it's buying them on behalf of you. So it's something that you are using on a personal level. And so you personally will also need to pay tax on them. It will do that through a form called a PE11D. So if you haven't heard of it referred to as a company benefit, you may have heard the term PE11D before. And all that does is it's kind of recognizing that the limited company instead or in addition to your salary is also paying you in car, you know, or it's paying you in insurance. So it's kind of going On top of your salary. I am also giving you this. So you're getting something instead of the money. So we look at the car, we work out what its value is, and you then pay tax and NI on that value of that car for that year, instead of being paid the equivalent in salary. So that's effectively what it is. Now, to kind of delve into cars a little bit more, because that's the one that's a bit more confusing, is that HMRC's rules always take the point of the car being brand new. So if you're thinking of buying sort of a cheaper sort of runaround or secondhand car, you will still pay tax on that car as though it is brand new. So keep that in mind. If you're thinking about, you know, uh, in your head, like I'm just going to buy a cheap BMW, you're going to be paying tax and then as though you've bought that car brand new. So it can work, obviously, if you're the limited company is buying one brand new or you're leasing a car or something like that. Now, for some people, if you're going for a larger car, you know, something that's more high end, something that's higher value, you may want to Go on the HMRC's website. They've got a sort of company car benefit calculator on there, or you may want to ask your accountant to find out before you buy the car what the P11D benefit will be, because in some instances it may be more tax efficient for you to buy the car personally, but then just recharge the company for the business mileage you do at that sort of forty-five pence a mile rate. Now, even if the company buys the car and you're paying your tax and NI on the value of that, through your P11D, through your self-assessment each year, there is then the issue of petrol. So again, the limited company can pay for the petrol on your behalf, but that will also need to go through the P11D because it's going to be hard to tell the difference between what is personal mileage or usage of that petrol and business. Again, you may kind of go, okay, well, I'm just going to recharge that element to the company, but that would then be 11 pence. It wouldn't be the 45 pence. So keep that in mind. So it's either you keep the car completely out of the business and you just charge 45 pence a mile, or it could be that the company pays for everything pays for fuel, it pays for the car, and all of it goes through a P PE or the middle ground is maybe the car goes through the company, and then you recharge the fuel at 11 pence. Them so there's a few options and a few things to consider. Now, there are some tax breaks at the moment for fully electric cars. So you may have sort of heard that about there's more tax relief available, not only to yourself. So the benefit in kind, so that company benefit is considerably lower and also the company can save more corporation tax on it. So that may be something worthwhile, speaking to your accountant, doing a little bit more advice. If you want the limited company to pay for your car on your behalf, can you cope with electric? How much will the company benefit be on the particular car that you want to buy? So then you can make the decision of whether to just recharge mileage or have it go through as sort of extra salary and pay the taxes on that. So that's kind of a very brief sort of overall sort of company benefits. If you're self-employed and you've listened to this by sort of mistake, because there's no sort of separation between you and your business, you are actually able to do percentages. So you can put your cars through as a business asset, and then you're able to go, I use it about 30% for business. And then kind of, it's called add back the 70% for personal. It's only because you're if you trade through a limited company that you're separate, you're not allowed to do expenses. You are treated as an employee. So that's why we end up with company cars. Now, again, you may have heard of pool cars. So that is a way of a limited company having a car and you being able to use it, as I say, kind of free without that benefit being included. Now there are rules around pool cars and it, needs to be a car that is registered to the limited company. It needs to have pool car insurance. And as part of that, it means that everyone who works for the company has equal access to that car. So normally that would be that you had an office, it's parked at the office, it's left at the office, and every single person who works there can just take that car and use it as and when if you are sort of a one-man band, you're a director, you work from home. The second that car is parked at your house, it is no longer a pool car. So you can't kind of argue, yes, everyone at work has access to that car because the only person there is me. So you can only really use a pool car if you have a separate sort of Office or workshop or something, and you have staff and it is completely 100% business use and is insured as such. For most of you, a company car is going to be sort of uh, the route that you're going to have to take. Now, things like I said, other things that your business can pay for, like your medical insurance, you know, dental insurance, even things like gym membership. It will just be a case of, you know, the company pays. 20 pounds a month, you know, 30 pounds, 40 pounds, whatever into your insurance, you would add that up. And then you would have that P11D of, you know, the 360, 480, that kind of thing going through. So that's a lot easier. It's normally the cars that have, that are far more grey, that you may feel has some business sort of thing and can vary quite considerably depending on what type of car you go for. So. Bear that in mind, because obviously what you don't want to do is pay for some, register a car personally and then doesn't belong to a limited company. So it can't be a company car anyway, or get it in the company name and then kind of think that you can use it personally without any kind of P11D. So I do recommend getting some advice, but it is an option and it can be quite popular, especially if you are able to go fully electric with the tax breaks that are around at the moment. hope that all makes sense. In next week's episode, I'm going to touch very briefly on the construction industry scheme. So CIS. I will see you next week.